Alrighty, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. Our, our, yes, yes it is. There are, there are cats and there are dogs and there are sleeping, there are dogs now. I thought we were testing again, now I'm panicking. It's fine, just zen, go with the flow. Um, I'm cold and there are wolves. No, there's a excitable border collie. Descended from wolves? That's fair, that's fair. Uh, he's he's angry about his dish, apparently. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. <clears throat> the other thing we should mention at this point is we tend to swear a lot. I I, I feel obscenity coming on. Do I know what which obscenity? My dealer's choice, I guess. All right. Well, that's that's your 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 warning, folks. That's why it's marked explicit, not for any other reason. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 123. This is being released on Thanksgiving in America, so if you're a U.S. listener, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. We hope you're enjoying your day, and if you are not spending it with family because of reasons, then good on you. I uh, hope you are enjoying Chinese food and video games or whatever or, your tradition is. Yes, absolutely. That was always my tradition. Yes. So, hey... um, I am back on the infrastructure team as of Monday, and I'm adjusting to that. So much to catch up on. Um, so I've been doing a lot of docs reading and poking at things, and uh, I might have spent the past weekend re-architecting the home assistant setup I have here, and also I picked up a whole bunch of servers, so that's what I'm doing over the holiday break. It's good to have hobbies. Yeah, um, I mean... It's kind of interesting. We we started this partly to help me get myself on track and partly to help other people. And now I'm pretty much like I, I got my rut. The beautiful rut. I have my beautiful rut and it it feels weird. That like why? Because I'm I've been like the last couple of months I've been just purely reactive, right? I'm on call or I'm working on a thing. And then by the time I'm starting to make real progress on the thing, I'm on call again. And now we're, uh, I'm moving back to a, I'm going to be making progress on the thing. I mean, I'll still have the occasional on-call shift while they, they get the staff to backfill me in that group, but not like it was every three weeks before. Cool. That's so, good, right? Yeah, it's great. It's just a, a bit of an adjustment because, you know, before that I was pretty much... Uh, every job I've had like these heavy on-call rotations and seeing a change where it's like, don't, don't count your chickens until they are no longer on call. Well, the, the goal is for each member of the rotation to only be on call 30% of the time, which is pretty astounding actually. Yes, but don't, don't, yeah. don't assume you aren't on call until you have actually seen results that include you not being on call. Right. Right. On call tends to grow to fill available humans. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the other thing is I don't need to sit there and and keep tabs on all of our alerting channels anymore, which I didn't realize had sort of become a habit. And just even if it was just for knowing what's going on or anticipating places where I'm going to need to drop everything and pitch in and help, I don't have to do that and it's a little weird it's like i can mute those channels in our slack until such time as i'm going to be on call again and yeah it's weird 
I'm not sure how to. Uh, it's so it, you're not back in the beautiful rut yet because you're no. not settled into the rut because the, the rut would be comforting and efficient and get things done and and you are you are like I can be in the rut but it feels weird to be there so you you have not quite settled in. No, I guess I, I haven't. I mean, I've settled into a routine. Yes, that's that's part of it. I get up in the morning. I have my coffee. Get ready for work. Uh, Jacob's off school this week, so I don't have to drive him to school, but still, that means I get to sleep a little later. You know, come downstairs, check my email, do all those first thing during the day stuff that need to be done, and then feed the dogs, and then get on with things. So the routine itself hasn't really changed. What I'm doing in that gap between I'm done checking my, you know, between not I'm done checking my emails, but more I've fed the dogs and when I stop work for the day, that has changed maybe dramatically. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Now you've you've been having some struggles of your own this week. Um and by struggles of her own, I mean she's designing designing a book cover. Oh god. Yeah, I'm on my third iteration and <laughs> The last one was probably fine, but the problem with cover design, of course, and I've done this rant before, so I won't do the whole thing, is that you're trying to express... The point is not to make a beautiful piece of art or to get every single character with every piece of gear or to explain the plot or anything like that. It is to advertise to the reader what kind of reading experience they will get with the book Yeah. so that you get the reader who wants to read what you have. And I had a perfectly good cover, but I kept looking at it going, I don't know if this advertises the kind of book I it is correctly. <laughs> and people who might like it may not find it with this cover. And people who, uh, you know, I don't think it, there'll be too much of a case of people who don't like it will find it with that cover. But I'm like, I think this needs to go a little more traditional fantasy with maybe some romance elements and so i started doing that and i got a layout and it was pulling teeth because i hate drawing humans and i started to get everything in and i realized approximately an hour before recording that my hero and this is the problem with being face blind is i was three quarters of the way through painting the head on the thing before i was like this dude is a dead ringer for a dude I had a fling with once. And, yeah. Uh, yeah awkward, yeah. It, it was a little awkward. You, uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, there's no good way to say I really don't want the romantic hero of my novel to look like this dude because, not that there's anything wrong with it, he was fine looking, but, you know, it just, uh, it gets weird. Yeah. It's like no, no I'm 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 not you know carrying a torch or anything here. It's just that when you put a beard on this one sort of generic model thing, you get this dude that I dated. So it was very strange. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm going. Maybe I need to redesign everything from scratch again. I could you adjust it so that the face isn't in the picture. Well, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Could you put a different face on it? 
I don't know. I think I I should probably do what I should have probably done to begin with, which is redesign the cover so that the head is just like chopped off at the nose, like all the romance covers. Like all the are. romance covers, yeah. So yeah. that it's focused on the chest, not the face. On the sword, yeah. Yeah. Which is totally what I should have done to begin with and was sword, thinking about doing. She says. It's a sword. It's an actual sword. You can't see his crotch. He's wearing a tabard. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I can see the shepherd in the kitchen about to lose her shit because of the air quotes around sword just now. The shepherd has been very helpful <laughs> in attempting to locate stock photos that will inspire me, <laughs> which... Led to her discovering that a whole bunch of, um, on a particular stock photo website, all of the guys with swords were labeled Courage Man. And so we have been wandering around going, Courage Man, at each other for several yeah. days now. <laughs> Which is, is better than um, uh, Hot Serial Killer. Which I think was probably labeled Courage Man as well. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the lumberjack who was, for some reason, stroking his nipple with his axe. Yeah. And was followed immediately by Lumberjack Twink, which I have to say is a very specific manifestation of that of someone's kink. And yeah. um, I, if, if yeah. that's your thing, uh, it exists. Don't give up hope. Um, so anyway. So anyway. Yeah, it's been frustrating. I still have been getting words written. That's the important yeah. thing. The book has been getting written that needs to be written at the speed that it needs to be written. I need to write 2,500 words uh, a week mm -hmm. on this book, and it is, it's going. It's, I'm making the deadlines. I have no idea if the book is any good, but I never do. And, and you, you're always, for whatever reason, you're always really good about making word count on the thing you're supposed to make word count when you have a deadline. Because you are totally deadline-driven. Yes, I am generally very good at it. I have also been completely inspired on a number of other projects, all of which are getting words added to them, yep. which have many of them been languishing for some time. But So that's good. Yeah, Those projects yeah. are getting stuff done. It's, And I'm also feeling, just because of the, I think, the light, uh, the the fact it gets dark so early, oh, it's God, like yeah. I get up, I go to the coffee shop, I write my words, I come home, I take a nap, and the day is over, and I'm like, I worked for like two hours. I d accomplished nothing outside of writing words. I, uh, I am a failure who does nothing. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, and that is that a manifestation of seasonal affective disorder to some degree? Uh, to a large extent, probably. Um, and I feel better, you know, if... I go out and like move some mulch or something because then I'm like, I did something, something happened, yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, a lot of I should be doing a lot more than I am. And presumably, uh, I mean, and yeah, I don't know. I am getting my work done, but there are lots of hours I am not working mm -hmm. and I should do something with those hours that is a work <laughs> because, uh, 
So they're there. So it's not really a manifestation of seasonal affective disorder. Well, it is because the seasonal affective thing is making me like want to sleep more and stay in more, and the and it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's later, sooner, and the day is over, and yeah. I haven't accomplished anything in that day because it's dark out now. So you know what's the point? And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and the the funny thing is for you, yeah, uh, not for most people who who encounter this sort of thing. For you, adding the the sunlight thing doesn't help. Like a sun lamp, sunlight lamp or whatever. Uh, I haven't tried in a while. It might. Yeah. I mean, I probably should, like, drag it out and try it. But uh, this is the, the great paradox of everything. I would feel better if I did this thing. But it takes effort to it do the thing. It takes effort to do the thing. Yeah. And, and also there's the, and if it didn't work, then my only option of things getting better would have failed and I would truly have no hope. So as long as I never do it, I still have a chance that it would make things better. That is totally the anxiety talking too, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Did I mention my anxiety disorder? Yes. I, uh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. And, um, especially doctor recently. Yeah. Not for anxiety, just general checkup. Yeah. Uh, but you're not the only person who has their lives impacted, even in minor ways, uh, by seasonal affective disorder. Oh, God, no, so, no. Uh, I think we, like, yeah. vast majorities of it get it at this point. Mm-hmm. And yes, I take vitamin D supplements for all the good it does. And, and God, it probably is doing good. And if it wasn't, I would just be hibernating. But uh, Sometimes I think the vitamin D supplements are just there to make the numbers look good. So my doctor doesn't bitch about, I'm nearly certain that is in fact the case. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, still, uh, no, it's a hard time. It's dark. There was, there was a day like a month or two ago when I looked outside and the light had that kind of cold, uh, early November quality of the darkest drawing in. And I was like, Oh, hello, despair, my old friend. You know, uh, I've yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's that's about the time I start getting um, the Hollow Men by T. S. Eliot kind of wandering through my head every so often. Or uh, and there's so much stuff that I need to do, mm-hmm. and like I could be cleaning up the garden. There's enough hours for that, but I'm not. And the only thing that like keeps me from actually developing like severe depression over this. Um, as opposed to just the, you know, the generalized malaise depression. <laughs> the, the normal, yeah. Yeah, is that I know spring will hit mm-hmm. and I will be like, going to do all the things, going to do stuff, going to start plants, going to redesign this bed, going to, you know, yeah. going to go clean up the garden, going to do stuff. Like, I, I know it's coming and it will be there and I just have to, like, you know, hold on for a while, but... And, you know, the other thing, I think part of it is um, having stopped the podcast. Hidden Almanac. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, because when I would just get writing done, mm-hmm. then in the evening, if we recorded a podcast, I felt like I had done that, too. Okay. Yeah. I had yeah, also yeah, yeah. accomplished that. And this isn't me saying I want to start another podcast because I... <laughs> No, it's okay. <laughs> we, well, not not on that schedule. We've already yeah. got some plans that we really need to start acting on. Uh, yeah, well, back in that universe, uh, there's but, there's been a lot going on. But yeah. the even though I know I have accomplished a lot, like this year, 
it, it, it doesn't seem uh, like, and if I stop and think about this year, yeah, I've done so much this year. I have accomplished mad things oh, craziness. this year. Yeah, we've been all, we have been to opposite ends of the world. Well, yes, we have, we have crossed the world back and forth. We, I have done major stuff on Dog School. I've published multiple books. I have finished books, you yeah. know, that are in edits. I have signed contracts. I, I finished like two, three books, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I wrapped up the Hidden Almanac. I've, you know, done oh, yeah. tons of art. Like, if I look at it in a big sort of swoop, uh, uh, yeah, this year was crazy productive. But if I look at what I got done today, I'm like, you are a slacker who accomplishes nothing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where I find... The ability, uh, as some some people have called it, the to done lists to be really useful. They really are because you can you can look at you can write down what you did that day and look and go, oh, I, I got a lot done. Uh, I I am much happier when mm-hmm. I am counting my word count. Yeah. I, like once I've gotten it done, like I can be like, okay, yes, I feel like I am a slacker who never does anything, but I did get fifteen hundred words written today, right? And. Um. Uh, that's that's a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe I keep thinking maybe I should be like keeping my laptop in the bedroom again and working more because if it's there, sometimes when I think of, you know, things to write, I pick it up and write yeah, those and then yeah. it turns out I've written 3,000 words. But it just because I'm measuring my worth as a human being based on my productivity, mm-hmm. which is the thing we tell you not to do, Internet. Yeah. Don't do that. But do what I am suggesting, not what I am doing, because I don't know how else to measure my worth as a human being. He says, reaching behind him to pick up the thing that we I wanted to talk about and almost forgot about this Oh, time. yes, let's talk about this so, thing. So anyway, yes. Yeah, and, and this actually may be one of those systems that if someone's having similar problems, might work better for them. Uh, this would not work for you. Um, so this is the Ula Planner. Ula! Sorry, Kevin listened to the War of the Worlds rock opera the... A couple a weeks, weeks ago, ago, yeah. And I've just been watering it going, ooh, la! Like, because that's the Martian, like, musical yeah, it's, war cry. Yeah, it's U-L-A, but, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, ooh, la! Ooh, la, like, ooh, la, la. Yes, O-O-L-A. Um, yeah, and it's... It's a whole system in the book. I mean, you can you can get a PDF version that doesn't have... That isn't like look. I mean, it's thick. It's really thick. Oh it's, yeah, that looks like like a cookbook or something. It's it's a couple hundred pages because what it does is it breaks things down. It walks you through at the beginning of where like a stat, like a check as to where you are today, um, covering things like family and um, you know if you have a, a where you are in your career and profession, and it it's got all the stuff for doing a full sort of life plan where do you want to go thing which is really good a lot of the planners don't talk about it quite that holistically it's it's very similar in a lot of ways to uh the franklin covey method where you figure out what's important to you where you prioritize that versus prioritizing the next phone call blah 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 um and then it has some really cool layouts on setting goals uh and then it gets into interesting color coding when it comes into the actual schedule. So like here it's got pages for um, uh, tracking 30 day challenges around family and friends and fitness every month, weekly pages. And then 
it gets really colorful later on when it gets into actual like, um, uh, like oh here we go here's 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 the monthly sort of goal check in page. I mean it's it's got lots of of colors to sort of identify the difference between um, your field, your family, your finance, your fitness. Um, overall, I I think it's probably so. A, so it's the four F's. Um, Faith, friends, fun, fitness. Uh, where was that page? Um, I mean, it, it, it tracks a whole bunch of stuff. All of which start with F. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I suppose you could do a 30 day tracking on that. I mean, it does. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Um, and then it's review. Um, it, it has sort of like it puts in a daily gratitude thing. Now, we haven't talked much about gratitude um, and the practice of, of being thankful for things because it's hard. It's hard. I have a terrible time doing the gratitude. Just just find one thing you're thankful for that day or whatever or someone you're, you're, you're grateful to. Or, uh, one of the things I noticed that this one's gratitude page has, though – is where did it go? I had it right in front of me. Oh no. Um, here we go. Um, for the day, good thing, bad thing, gratitude in the bad thing. Now that's an interesting concept because instead of here's a good thing that happened, but why am I grateful for the bad thing? that happened? Was well, it, I'm grateful for the bad thing or is it like, uh, I got a flat tire and I am grateful to the, the tow truck. I haven't read that far in the book yet. Um, I haven't read all the, the, the instructions on that portion of it, but I, I just found it interesting. It's okay, dear. The odds of anything coming from this planner are a million to one. Right. Stop. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Where the world's joke? Like yeah. five of you thought that was hilarious. Everyone who's heard uh, uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds is completely there. Um, and some of you are about to start singing So Long, Thunder Child, but. Uh, oh, Forever Autumn was the one for me. Um, Ooh, la! anyway, um, the people, the, the family, cause it is a family run business who put this thing together. Um, they're very earnest. They're very nice. Uh, they're very focused on living their life the way they want to. And this is sort of what came out of it. Um, it may not be for you. There is a digital download you can print out if you want to try it. They are not sponsoring things. Actually, I paid for this thing. Um, and a digital copy because uh, I want to support independent creators of stuff like this. Yes. Um, so it's a really interesting take to go along with now that we're at the time of year when people are starting to look at their planners for next year. Oh, God. If they didn't already order them, um, it may be an interesting one to check out if you're not already firmly embedded with the file of facts or the passion planner or whatever. Uh, I'm really digging file effects right now. Very simple, straightforward, and frankly, they've got much better inserts than um, Tool or Circa, uh, in my opinion. You 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 have shunned Tool? I have not actually. I I use the Tool notebook, and and this is why I, I one of the things I like it for. I use that actually almost exclusively for the podcast notes. So all my interview notes, all my anytime I'm writing down, you know, the the weeks, um, uh, blah blah badge code, um, it's going into the planner into a a basically a, a tool planner, 
on tool paper because I prefer tool versus circa versus arc. I like how they space their pages better. Um, but that means when I do an interview and I'm like, and I'm trying to figure out planning release order for the next set, I can just pop it out real quick and pop it back in all of the advantages of the disc bound planner. I've got paper out the yin yang for it. Very uncomfortable place to have paper in your yin yang. Let me tell you right now, Kevin, there's only one solution. What's that? You must combine the two and make Tula. Tula. <laughs> oh, I'm getting such a look, internet. <laughs> no, I, I like it's it's like it's it's Tula. Yeah, it as I've been as I've been using for daily notes and for actual, you know, looking at schedules and transferring from my online calendars and stuff, I've been using the file effects more and more because travel, it seems to travel a lot easier. I don't have to, pages don't fall out when I've been moving them around a lot in it. It's, I, I, I can see why it's like probably 75, 80 years old and still like a flagship brand and hasn't been taken over by anything else. But the utility in a disc bound planner especially when I'm doing podcast stuff or I'm doing stuff where I have to uh, constantly shuffle and reorder and add pages in the middle while I'm talking to somebody has been, uh, you know, a game changer for that application. So yeah, I kind of have a different kind of notebook for a different task at this point. I don't think I'll ever go back to just a single book bound with, you know, as much as I love them. I don't know if I'll go back to anything like a Moleskine because one of the inconvenient factors is once it's in that book, you have to tear out the page. That was always the problem with sketchbooks. I wish they'd yeah. make like disc bound sketchbooks. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you could just get the paper and we could punch holes. Uh, yeah. I've gone mostly to the, the iPad for sketching yeah. anyway, which I prefer so much for whatever. Yeah. For there are a couple things in my plan of, you know what, maybe I can use the iPad mini with the Apple pen as my planner and, with good notes and there are a couple flaws in how like a couple things I wish good notes did that would make it perfectly seamless. It's not quite there yet. So, uh, but that's okay. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey, not a destination for me. And that's why we do the podcast. Did we, was it after we did last week's recording that the Confederate statue came down? Uh, yeah, it was literally right after. The recording. I was sitting here like, I was like, all right, well, I'd gone upstairs. I put on my lounge pants. I was like, yeah, I'm going to chill. And Shepard runs in and is like, oh my God, they're removing the statue right now. Yes. So, uh, uh, that is another, speaking of things that have been consuming time and energy. Oh my God. Internet, yeah. Yeah. The, that has been a, a serious stressor and. Mm -hmm. It's gone. They took down the statue. Yep. And there's a we hearing. We went and stood and watched it come down in the rain for like three hours live may or, streaming. May or may not have sung, um, na 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 na, na 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 na. If hey, by hey, hey, may goodbye. or may not you mean totally did. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I totally did. Um, so yeah, well, well there is a hearing to, you know, will they bring it back? But I don't think that once it's gone. Yeah. And the thing is that, like, we were expecting a big extinction burst and more protesters, and there were some on Saturday, but also rained really hard, so a bunch of them left, and yeah. then the flagpole, the big Confederate flagpole that had been up, fell over, or was helped over. Not sure which. Uh, and so, 
we haven't seen any for a few days. It's like, and I mean, they may come back. It may be endless rioting in the streets and we'll be sad, but it is much harder to rally around a hole in the ground. They tried. Yeah. They tried. And then when they realized, when when the counter-protesters realized that the... Um, when the police said you can be on any side of the street you want, the counter-protesters just walked over with umbrellas and were like... Yep. Here we are. Yeah, they were standing there with, uh, you know... Um, Rainbow umbrellas. Yeah, and things like uh, Pittsburgh's no place for hate signs and things like that. And so it was sort of like, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that that... that Maybe that it will be one slowing down. That and, one will be one less thing to worry about for a yeah. while. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, hope springs eternal. Yep. Meanwhile, um, I have an interview. You do, uh, and uh, I had a, a nice about an hour long chat with Keith Sutton about how he stays productive, and we're going to share that with you folks right after this. Ooh la! Oh, for God's sake. here today with Keith and Keith is going to talk to us about how what are your pronouns Keith this is an important question he him he him okay we're going to talk about how he stays organized uh so Keith can you introduce yourself in possibly a better way and tell me a little bit about what you do so all right hi I'm Keith Sutton I am an instrumentation and control systems engineer uh, which means that for the most part, I um, uh, design and specify things for petrochemical plants, power plants, everything from valves and sensors to control logic to safety systems. I make sure that when things are running normally, they do what they're supposed to do. And if they stop doing what they're supposed to do, they fail safely. Wow. Okay, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. Do you know uh, which also... You know, one of the very earliest episodes of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, everything's failing, everything's failing, and and they say, oh, wow, this is unheard of. You know, multiple safety systems have to have failed in entirely the wrong way to even get to be this dangerous. Yeah. And then by the end of Next Generation, they're having a warp core breach every other week, and you kind of wonder what's gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now I'm working on multiple projects, uh, one main project and three or four others. And I'm in sort of this weird space where the projects aren't quite big enough. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. the discipline lead and I sometimes have one or two people under me, but otherwise, you know, I'm it. Oh, and yeah. I'm still learning the ropes and sometimes it's hard to deal with some of the parts that aren't the engineering parts because I don't have the experience with that. And oh, yeah. quite frankly, I don't actually care about them. Yeah. But they're, they're important skills to have. Yes. Yeah. Do you know, um, do you know Funranium on Twitter, Phil? I've heard. Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard the name. I don't 
No. He uh, one, he's the person who makes the black blood of the earth coffee product. Two, oh, right, right. professionally, he's a nuclear safety engineer. Ooh. So at a university. So yeah. So I, I would not be surprised if in some cases he uses the sort of things you design. Um yeah, quite possibly. Or, you know, he's doing a similar thing. So Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh with all that going on. Uh, work projects, personal projects, things like that. How do you keep yourself organized? Um, you know, I always want to say badly. Um, at work, it's, I mean, work and home, I, I, I tend to split the two. Mm-hmm. Um, both because work is more structured uh, and also because when I'm at home, I don't want to feel like I'm at work. <laughs> That's um, fair. That is completely which, fair does have its upsides and its downsides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at work, uh, projects have schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you're familiar in software, especially with, uh, you know, Scrum and the like, whereas engineering is typically still at least sort of waterfall because there's just things you cannot do without other things having been done first, you know? Yeah, yeah. There are, there are ways around that with Agile or Agile-ish things, but sometimes there are, there are places where waterfall is absolutely the appropriate thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, I so anyway, yeah. at work, I keep organized, you know, project schedules, mm-hmm. you know, because everything is, everything is schedule-driven and clients keep wanting tighter and tighter and tighter schedules, uh, to-do lists, mm-hmm. um, and I'm now partially in the position where I have to uh, have some input into those schedules, which is um, challenging. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I mean, because not only do I have to, when I'm when I help make these schedules, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning when I'm helping to uh, quote a job, mm-hmm. I have to take into account that well, maybe I could do this particular task in six weeks, but somebody else might take eight or yep. four. Um, so I have to, uh, give a, give a good, uh, idea of, you know, mm-hmm. what would be the average. Yeah. Uh, but then once I've got a schedule, now I've got to work to that. Mm-hmm. Um, at home, it's a little bit more loose. Uh, I keep things in the calendar on my phone so that I know what appointments are coming up. I keep a stack of mail on my desk of things like, uh, this is what I have to respond to eventually. Uh, it's sometimes hard to get motivated on the weekends because, you know, work takes a lot of my time and effort. And then it's like, I want to recharge, not uh, do laundry. Oh, no, I dig it. Um, I dig it. Yeah. And, or I just forget to do things until it's too late. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the advantages of, of being able to work from home is if I'm having a day where it's just like, this is not working, I need to step away. I can step away and do the laundry. And that, like, clears out what I was working on, or maybe it, it, it's still processing in my head, but I'm not staring at it. I'm staring at, do I have the right detergent? And it really helps. But when you have to go into an office, you can't necessarily do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, by the way, which calendar do you use? Is Google Calendar, Apple, Microsoft, Outlook? So, yeah, uh, I use Google Calendar, but I'm not really wedded to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could, if I had to move to Outlook or iCalendar or whatever, that would be easy enough. It's mostly just because it's convenient. I had a Gmail 
account since not the very beginning, but early on, early uh, on enough when I had to have an invite. And then, you know, I have an Android phone, so it all ties together. I still, so that makes it convenient. Yeah, I, I still have that Google account. I don't actually use it. I, I ended up getting uh, uh, Google Apps for your domain just because uh, yes. that way I didn't have to run my own damn mail server anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mail servers yeah. are magic. That's... yeah. And and the calendar and then and it has all the calendaring and the document share and I'm like, oh god, why have I not done something similar to this sooner? Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, you you did touch that sometimes you know with because you work a lot and I am completely on board with this. Uh, weekend motivation is a problem. What do you do? You occasionally, I mean, what do you do to get over that if you have the opportunity? I mean, if I have a hard deadline, mm-hmm. um, then. I do my best to meet that because I have found over the years I am uh, deadline driven. I was one of those awful people who in college would put off the paper, put off the paper, put off the paper, put off the paper, then do it (laughs) overnight or to actually get the thing done. And since I always did well enough, it never really encouraged me to do (laughs) otherwise. Um, uh, and, And even now I still watch myself doing this and I, I, I try to come up with the motivation to start early, but a lot of it is still, when do I need to do this? About how long do I know it will take? Mm. Well, I guess I can put it off until then. That's, I know it's yeah. a bad habit. It's, uh, but it's, it's workable and it's not like you're a freelancer or anything where that bad habit is costing you money. Right. Right. Uh, so, it just means that maybe the laundry doesn't get done for an extra, you know, day or two or, right. or yeah, some personal projects that sort of get left off to the side. Or, but, yeah, the, the laundry is the one I hate doing that to so often because there's nothing like uh, – I started at least the night before just to be sure putting out like my clothes for the next day, even though mm-hmm. it's like jeans, a t-shirt, pair of drawers, uh, socks, you know, but – that gave me a stopgap of oh crap! I need to go at least wash underwear. Yes, there's nothing that, like that one's always the worst one to run out of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, socks, socks. I can, I can manage. I'll just be like, I hate these socks, but I have to wear them. Um, but underwear is, yeah, we don't want to be out of that. All right. So we touched a little bit about this, but um, through all of this, uh, what systems and habits are valuable to you? And we talked about waterfall and being deadline driven. So at work, I use Emacs org mode. Uh, Emacs is a text editor, sort of, with a long and storied history from probably going back to at least the 70s. I don't remember my history off the top of my head. Um, It was, uh, I think, one of the first GNU products. um, And... I mean, it was originally a set of macros for an even older text editor. Uh, yeah, for PDP-11s. Yeah, yeah. which I, am, I have not been blessed with being able to go back in time and use one of those. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, in actual fact, it is a um, it is more of an entire text editor programming environment. And the text editor happens to be good, although somewhat weird, because again... It was the 70s. Nobody had figured out user interface stuff yet. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to new or casual users because it just doesn't really act the same way as anything else on your system. 
on the other hand, once you do know how to use it, mm-hmm. you're good forever. Um, and there are a couple add-ons that are really good to help, like transition from mm-hmm. other things. Uh, so I, I'm I'm a big Emacs fan, a big Org Mode fan. So I I'm with you on that. Uh, but for the people listening at home, this is possibly all new information. So yes. So Org Mode is a organizer mode, essentially organizer outliner. Mm-hmm tracker, uh, task planner that you can use uh, that is uh, part of Emacs, or actually it's a separate project that is constantly updated. They're, they're bundling um, it with Emacs now by default. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it still has constant separate development. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things, so what I wind up doing with it is, you know, first of all, I separate out by project mm-hmm. because, I mean, one, that's just, the way my mind works and two, you know, every project has its own different tasks. Every project has its own different notes and meetings and, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. Um, and I give each project a tag. Um, so items on the, the schedule become to do items with deadlines and uh, start times. Yep. Items that I, hello cat items that I, uh, delegate to mm-hmm. other people if I have any. Mm-hmm. Uh, I created a separate uh, to-do type called a task, um, yep. and I forget who I stole that from. I can look that up so we can put it in the notes later. <laughs> um, and I give it a tag for who's responsible. I'm still sort of working this out because, like I said, I don't really have a lot of people under me yet, but mm-hmm. I can already see its value for when I do. Yeah. Um, so then I have an eight day agenda that shows all my to do's and because they're all tagged, um, then I can tell immediately which project it's for without having to put in the name, in the name of each to do item, you know, this is for this project, this is for that project. Um, and it shows my meetings. Mm -hmm. Uh, it shows a separate portion for tasks that are assigned to other people. Uh, and it has a separate portion that I finally put in for undated to-do items because sometimes there are things that you have to do that, well, you don't really have a date for them yet, Yeah. but you still want to keep track of them. Yep. Are you and using one big document for this or are you splitting it out by project? Right now, I'm using one big document for this. Mm-hmm. I know you can split it out per uh per file, you know, one file per project or one file per client or however I would want to do it. But at this point, it's not quite got to the point where I want to do that yet. Um, One of the nice things about org mode is Mm -hmm. it sort of grows with you. I remember when I started using it several years ago, I was just using it here. I need to do this. I need to do that. This is a, this is just a to-do list. I didn't really get into any more details. Uh, it's just a to-do list and yep. I know sort of when it was going. And of course this was when I had fewer responsibilities too. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as my responsibilities grew over time, I'm becoming a more experienced engineer. I'm being expected to do more things on my own instead of with, you know, guidance from my leads or whatever. You know, I started saying, well, hey, now I can now I can tell it, well, this is what the schedule is. So now I can say, well, I should start this here and end this here. And I started working a little bit with tags and stuff and 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 generally just organically growing it over time. The things that 
the things that I knew I would need and would be useful to me. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, now when I'm definitely keeping track of, of, you know, start dates, end dates, um, and all that, uh, it's very good. And just have my weekly year, actually it's eight day agenda. Mm-hmm. Cause I want to see what happens next Monday too, especially if next Monday is the holiday. Cause yep. I don't want to come in on that day. <laughs> um, so I also have, I also made a script to export, uh, uh, calendar events mm-hmm. and emails and stuff from Lotus Notes to org mode because we still use notes. I'm oh so sorry. God, I wish we I'm, didn't use notes. I'm so sorry. I mean, there are some places where it's like, I really wish I had notes, but not, but it's like very, very rare and few and far between. I have thoughts about notes, but I think it's terrible for email, and it's unfortunate that that's what it mostly gets used for. Uh, that is uh, the the great the great sadness I have around notes and the IBM acquisition. In the in that was what ninety five, I think. I don't, I don't yeah. remember anymore. Um, but. Notes had acquired uh, CC Mail, and then IBM acquired Notes. And the mm-hmm. thing about it was that CC Mail had a beautiful mail interface with a terrible backend. I my my job at the time, I was a consultant, f- specifically about installing, maintaining, and helping people build their email systems. This was before the world was internet based in SMTP and IMAP and all that. Yeah. So I know a lot about these old proprietary things. Um, but notes, we were just excited because notes had that terrible email interface and that great backend, whereas CC mail had this great interface and a terrible backend and they never really meshed. Yeah. It never, it never really did the thing. Uh, and I never thought I'd say this as someone who's worked with open stuff and this, that, and the other, there are certain things about, early 90s email products i really miss these days <laughs> yeah i mean eudora is no more and you know all that and the email that used to be built into netscape was actually pretty awesome uh yeah well firefox is still sort of it but uh i was thinking more along the lines of uh beyond mail uh, DaVinci, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. davinci email i worked for davinci so there's a soft spot for that but they're like they had a really good console client to go with their windows client to go with their mac client with sergey do you have to be a jerk right now of that, course that's a yes you've been fed what is your problem um anyway he's a cat yeah well usually he's sergey when yeah when he starts throwing himself off the desk he either wants food love or for me to go flush the toilet he pees in right so uh i fed him so i know it's not that one uh, but we're not going to interrupt the interview for me to flush the toilet for the cat i realize how that we're, sounds folks he taught himself to pee in the toilet him. yeah we're just going to assume he wants me to cuddle him and it is not a good time for that right all right so anyway so, yeah um anyway and yeah then each sorry yeah <laughs> yeah and then each task mm-hmm. uh in uh org mode by default you can have two statuses on it to do and mm-hmm. done yep so i've expanded that a little bit to say you know, I have to do, I have wait, which is a task that has been put on hold. And when mm-hmm. I change it to wait, um, it asks me what the reason is. 
Oh, uh, so I can say, so I can say, well, it's supposed to be done now, but the client hasn't finished the review, or it's supposed to be mm-hmm. done now, but I don't have data from this vendor yet, or it's supposed to be done now, but I'm waiting on this other person, or it's supposed to be done now, but oh my god, I'm just so overloaded that I need to talk to my boss. Right, 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 right. yeah. Um, also, review just so I can say, hey, this document that I was working on, it's in the process of being reviewed by other people so that then once they're done, then I can get it back, make my final edits and Mm -hmm. make it done. And then I also added canceled just so I can keep track of any tasks that, you know, may have been important at one time, but then just because the project went a certain way, we're not doing anymore. So if anybody comes back and says, whatever happens to this, I can just look and say, Oh yeah. Um, it was decided that, you know, they didn't want this, for this reason, mm-hmm. so we're not doing it anymore. Yep. Do you uh, use any email, of the uh, time tracking built in when, so that when you change state, it logs how, like, when you made the state change? Yes, I, I do use that because that's that's very important for me because when somebody comes back and says, well, hey, you know, whatever happened to this deliverable, I can say it was done and I finished it on thus and such day and time. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes I get a little bit distracted and don't mark it as done until a couple hours later. Cause it's like after lunch, it's like, Oh, that's right. I did send this out mm-hmm. uh, a couple hours ago. And then sometimes I go back and look at when I sent the email and, and change the time to reflect that. And sometimes I do it. I don't, but at least it has the day on it. And that's the most important thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then which goes nicely into email I finally uh, organized my inbox, and I keep uh, emails organized uh, by project. Uh, this didn't used to be important because I used to be on one project at a time. Right. And now I'm on two or three or four projects, and not only does the context switching, you know, cause me to when did that come in? What mm-hmm. am I doing here? Uh, but it just makes it easier to find, especially again, because uh, notes of search features are not great. The understatement of the week, not understatement of the century, but certainly understatement of the week. Yeah. I try not to use my email as an inbox. I try to, you know, shuffle everything over to, you know, to my to-do list and whatever as, as soon as I can. But, you know, it happens anyway sometimes, especially for something where it's like, Oh, this is a quick thing that then I sort of leave off for a little bit too long. Yeah. But at least it's there. And at least because I'm organizing everything, Mm -hmm. when I see it sitting there, it's not lost. And so when I look back at my emails, like, oh, right, I do have to do that. So it's not 100% Mm -hmm. great, but at least it still works. Uh, I do have a little script that I made so that I can just press uh, Control F12 from wherever I am. And it'll pop up a, a window to take a note or create a to-do item. I should be better about using it than I am, but at least I have it, and that's a start. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's just getting that muscle memory in place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it can be hard for me to completely block out time for mm-hmm. one task or another because, again, in, in, in engineering, at least the kind I do, there's a lot of things that are more things than you would expect are, are interrupt-driven. Because you know, oh, yeah. you're working on one thing, you're working on, you know, you're working on a bunch of data sheets, or you're working on a narrative for one project, and all of a sudden somebody who's on another project says, "Hey, 
what, what, what about this? And so now I've got to get out of the headspace of the first project and go into the second. And, mm-hmm. and then you lose all that forward momentum. And there was one day a couple of weeks ago where it's just like every time I sat down to get something done, somebody else from another project would come up. And, and I, that day just felt so spectacularly unproductive. I've had those even. days. Yeah, I know. Uh, for me, it's usually on-call days. It's like, okay, we've hit a little bit of a lull. I'm going to go look at this other thing. And then just as I'm starting to make headway, boom, next alert, boom, the next alert. So I, I've just given up. If it's my on-call day, a primary on-call day, I... I'm like, you know what? If I don't get any momentum on my other projects done, too bad. Uh, yep. You know, and and everybody's like, oh no, you were you were on call. It's fine. You were you were the person responsible for making sure that when if something went wrong, when something goes wrong, that it gets fixed. So we you get a pass for that week. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and and, and it worked too. I mean, I try not to. I try to do my best not to put everything off to the last minute because that's a great way just to completely, you know, maybe it worked great in college all those years ago, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really work now. Yeah. I still have my, I'm trying to work on, I still do have some problems with dawdling. It's like, well, I don't have to put my full effort in yet. You know, you really should. Yeah. So I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At home, things are a little bit more loose and flexible. Um, I use Habitica for daily habits that I want to keep track of. Um, I don't really use it for, for the, the habits itself, at least Mm -hmm. the way that it organizes it, because it just doesn't quite work for me. It's like, I don't, and we'll get into this in the rewards later, but I'm not exactly very reward driven. And so I can't keep on. I don't really feel like pressing the plus button whenever I do something that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing anyway. That's, that's fair. Uh, now I'm going to, this will either make you incredibly happy or incredibly sad. You know, there are integrations between Oregon Habitica. I've heard that. And I, I'm, I'm sort of curious, but again, this is one of those things where at work, I use it a lot mm-hmm. at home. I use org mode more for the outlining, mm-hmm. uh, for writing, uh, for doing writing, you know, web pages or something, I actually got around to writing something for being <laughs> able to export to a certain, you know, website yep. template that I was working on at the time. Uh, but I don't really use it for task tracking. And I'm not quite sure whether it's just because I'm lazy, which I know there's part of that, or yep. it's because I don't want to feel like I'm at work. Fair, fair. We can, we can talk, uh, but uh, uh, there, it's certainly if you, I think I have... I'm the person who I think is currently maintaining a the plugin layer for Space Max to put in Habitica, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, by the way, Space Max folks is an Emacs um, add-on or or configuration system that makes it all the keystrokes work more like uh, for those of you in the know, VI or Vim, uh, and smooths the transition. But it also makes adding add-ons or setting up org and things like that really easy. Uh, much more beginner friendly. Um, so, but again, you kind of have to know, know your way around uh, a, a couple of programming things for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, but I do use it for, mm-hmm. I do use it for keeping track of my dailies mm-hmm. uh, because I find that even just that minimal level of accountability helps mm-hmm. me not backslide. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's but that's the things that I'm supposed to be doing every day, which I'm not too proud to admit that brush my teeth is one of my dailies because if I don't if I don't have something saying do it, I'll just say, well, yeah, but I'm tired. Um, that's one of my hot buttons since I had all the dental work done. But okay, I understand people have that. That is a concern with some people. I understand. I understand. Yep. Yep. And so I have my calendar on my computer and my phone, which, mm-hmm. you know, that keeps track of, uh, you know, any, I don't have huge, I don't have a huge amount of busy time and I actually feel like kind of a slacker compared to some of the people you've had on the show. <laughs> but, uh, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot to do in my off time necessarily, but certainly, you know, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, you know, going to visit family, friends, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that all appears on the phone. And after finally getting a nudge, I made a separate calendar, uh, for my husband so that, you know, I can keep track of when all his things are. Yeah. Uh, because he has some more uh, medical stuff that uh, need to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also have a calendar on my personal uh, uh, Google Calendar. I have one set aside that is, uh, it's called Working Hours mm-hmm. that I have blocked off. This is when I'm not available. It's basically my, my not available hours uh, so that I can. Uh, folks, one of the things I use to schedule these these uh, interviews is a product called Doodle, and it'll read Which is in, really nice. Yeah, it reads in my calendar and shows you where I'm free. But I found if I didn't put in the "this is my working hours" and "this is when I'm asleep" blocks with this other calendar, I would it would be you know you have someone wants to do their interview at 3 a.m. Eastern time, and I am not awake at 3 a.m. Eastern time by choice. So yeah. 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 Um, so, but I mean, yeah, if, if given the option, I would, if given the option, I would be going to bed at four and not waking up till noon. But yep. unfortunately I managed to pick a, a profession that seems to believe in early to bed, early to rise. And I'm not sure how I wound up there, but, uh, yeah, because you get fun toys at the end of the day. Sometimes this is true. Yeah. And the pay is not bad. And so. the pay is not bad. That's always important. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a fridge whiteboard that we got for okay. organization, but at the moment it mostly has um, doodles on it. <laughs> and then for other personal notes, which mm-hmm. are more like either either a quick one-shot, hey, write this down because I want to remember it for you know tomorrow, mm-hmm. or more long-term things like here's this neat recipe I found or oh, yeah. wow, this is a nice piece of fabric or this is whatever uh, I use, or especially it was actually very useful because we uh, finally got a condo earlier in the year and uh-huh. this color, or this tile or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I use one note for taking all those kinds of notes just because the way it organizes things and the tree structure mm-hmm. sort of is kind of the way that I think um, I tried using Google Keep many years ago, and I know you love it, but it just the way it just sort of dumped everything all into one big pile. And I know there's tags, and I don't like tags. I don't think in tags. It it varies on what I'm doing. I like Keep for the grocery list because it's really easy to share with mm-hmm. my son and, yeah. uh, and my wife, and you know, like that. Uh, when I'm trying to do organized note taking, uh, it's either paper or OneNote. Uh, OneNote is a really good product for that. Uh, yeah, 
and I do wind up using paper for note taking too. Although I, I I try to keep as paperless as I can, but the paperless office of the future is never going to happen. And sometimes no. it's just easier to make huge changes on a drawing or just bring a piece of paper to a meeting and scribble on it or yep. doodle on it. Because otherwise, how am I going to keep my attention if I don't doodle on something? <laughs> um, than it is to bring my laptop to uh, to the meeting. Although. Yeah. If I do take my laptop to the meeting, yeah, I'm taking all my notes in org mode. Of course, so. of course, yeah. Uh, I, I do all of the interviews are on paper mm-hmm. because, one, you don't want to hear clickety-clackety-clickety-clackety while I'm taking notes. Two, I can actually yes. still write faster than I can type. And three, I can have, I've got an archive back behind me in one of these, uh, in one of my notebooks that is all the notes from all the interviews. So I can actually, Ooh. yeah, really quickly pull that out, say what, I, I remember who it was with, so I can just flip there and make sure I'm I'm referencing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that also keeps me organized in that there's also a bookmark in the working interviews, not the archived interviews, of who's next. Yes. So that's, that's really handy because then I can just go in, flip, okay, who's next? Here's all the notes. Here's all the links. Um, I'm sure I could do it. I, I may end up doing it on good notes at some point. I love good notes, but it's an Apple, it's an iOS only thing. But mm-hmm. I, I'm still kind of learning the paperless method with good notes. Sergey, that is a calendar. You do not need to get down. He wants Sorry. to get into planning too. Uh, no, he wants to get into destruction. He's uh, he's he's yeah. in destructoid mode. I I he wants attention. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll get it soon enough. Oh yeah, silly cat. They always do. Yep. Uh, okay, so personal notes on either OneNote or paper, um, fridge whiteboard, um, shared calendar with your husband, very important. Uh, bu- 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 any- anything else in systems and habits? I think that covers All right. a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment anyway. Yeah. All right, so with all that going on, how do you decide what to do first on a given day? I mean, it's really easy with more org mode, isn't it? Um, yeah, although, I mean, the first thing I do, especially at work, is a cup of tea, although that's not really a decision, that's necessity. Oh, that's fair. Um, after that, it depends. Uh, since projects are schedule-driven, mm-hmm. um, you know, oftentimes it's just, what's the thing on, what's the thing on my schedule that's most pressing? Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, since the workplace is sort of interrupt-driven, it's like, okay, well, I do check my email in the mornings, and sometimes with more dread than others, but... Um, so, I mean, if something comes up there that I need to take care of right away, or if, or if somebody has Mm -hmm. come to me either at the end of the previous day or early in the morning and said, Hey, look, I really need this done. Then that adjusts the priorities. Oh yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's mostly just, um, what's the next thing on the schedule? Mm -hmm. When's, what's the thing with the closest deadline compounded with, what's maybe something easier to knock out first. You know, if there's something short and easy that might get me warmed up or that I can just do and then it's done and then that's one less, you know, red to do item staring at me, making me feel mm-hmm. nervous and anxious, then maybe I should just mm-hmm. do that. But mostly schedule. Right. Cool. Uh, so I'm saying so a lot today, but we'll, we'll work with that. Mm-hmm. What is, next question, the best mm-hmm. advice or feedback you've been given? Um, I have a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, one of them was a piece of advice from this little show called Productivity to be Alchemy that you may have heard of. <laughs> I might. I, which, I hear that the guy who runs it's a real weirdo. Eh, yeah. I don't know. He seems nice enough. Anyway, but yes, organize your email. Organize your email. I didn't realize how badly I needed to until I did. Um, and again, some of that was just a learning experience because, you know, as my as again, as my responsibilities, the job have grown as my time being there has, mm-hmm. has become longer and I've just become more and more responsible for things, you know, multiple projects rather than just one project and more directed by my lead. Now I'm the yeah. lead. Oh boy, that's fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and it, then it becomes easier to, you know, one, two, three, this is this, this is that, this mm-hmm. is the other. Um, another one that I got, I mean, right when I started was, you know, you're learning. And again, this is one of the things, you know, aside to that, you're always learning. You, the, when, when you're not learning anymore, you're dead. Um, oh yeah. But, you know, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, even if they sound silly. And in fact, lately I've had a couple where it's been a few years since I've done it, but now I have to again. And so I've gone to some more experienced engineers in the office and said, okay, so I know I'm supposed to know this, but. I, I got to say, it's really nice when you end up in a place where that's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was it was it's been very clear the entire my short run so far at my current job that there is so much to learn and so much to know that there is no uh, there is no such thing as a question and you should know the answer that you should know the answer to uh, especially with you know like we've got people who've been there a really long time we have people who've been there a very short time like me and i might ask a question that was asked 5 years ago and they're like well we made that decision 5 years ago and here's why and i'm like well is that still valid if people aren't asking those questions you you can't reevaluate if maybe that decision made 5 years ago is no longer applicable right yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so anyway but yeah so ask questions but like say you're working on something you're reviewing some you're reviewing some documents you're trying to come up with something Try to batch those questions up. Don't just get up, go ask one question, come back, keep going, go up, get up, go ask one question, keep back. Because one, that's inefficient. And two, sometimes you wind up answering your own question. You know, if you you start off with something that doesn't quite make sense, but then you keep going and keep going and keep going and you see all the other decisions that sort of went along with that. Mm -hmm. You say, oh, that's why. You know, maybe you would have done it that way. Maybe you wouldn't have, but you know, at least you have a you, you can sort of teach yourself some things. The interesting thing about all remote work is batching questions doesn't work as well mm. because I can just well because we're also. Uh, globally distributed in different time zones. If I try to batch questions, I have to wait for somebody to come online. I can just drop a question into Slack to somebody and I know that I'll get an answer when I get an answer that it's, Mm -hmm. and and usually the question isn't urgent. If I have an urgent question, I ask in a channel where there are people likely to know, but if I need to know something from, you know, my, my supervisor who's in Toronto, uh, I'll just drop Mm -hmm. something in Slack and then I'll, I'll go on with the next thing. Yeah, I had an interesting experience a few years ago um, because uh, we had an office in Charlotte 
Okay. And uh, they needed an extra control systems engineer, and I was available. So, I mean, I actually went out there for a month to meet and greet the new people. And while I do think that, while I do think there is significant advantage to remote working, oh, there is a huge advantage to meeting these people and working together with them face to face. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the nice things about the company I work for, Elastic, by the way, people, full disclosure, is there is a global all hands every year where we bring. Everybody that is capable of coming to one place, we basically have a private company convention. <laughs> um, and I mean, like this past year, it was in Orlando. I don't know where it's going to be next year. Um, but then each group inside of the company is also able to do that. So I have, we have an engineering all hands coming up where they're going to take everybody in the engineering division. And they're flying us all from Australia, from Europe, from wherever, to a single city, and we're going to spend a week together. It's a lot of people. Nice. You know, Support yeah. just did one where they took the entire support team, and they did one. And uh, the engineering team, this is the time of year. By the way, this is a very valuable practice, folks. If your company doesn't do this at least once, then you're missing out. Um, the engineering team, the people who actually build the software and maintain the software – do the customer facing support for that week. Ooh. And there is so much value in that, that now the engineers can come back and say, Oh my God, I didn't know you had to deal with this. And Oh, wow, this bug, let me write up this bug that came up and Oh, wow, there's already a bug there for that. We need to get on, that, get on fixing that. It's, it's, uh, it's humbling and a level setting experience. It's great. Um, I, I read a, uh, a brief story about how uh, Bill Gates worked uh, the uh, customer support line at one point mm -hmm. and uh, was actually very good at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, – yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you and, 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 and software and support mm -hmm. have a different sort of customer experience than, yeah. than I do. But, I mean, still, I mean, I have to work with, you know, clients in the office, mm -hmm. you know, go to their site or they come to our office and, you know, certainly having the, the, the people skills and trying to work with them as best you can. Sometimes the relationships are rockier than oh, I would yeah. like, oh, yeah. but you know, that's worthwhile. But yeah, I mean, when I was working on the project that was being done out of Charlotte, you know, here's me in Southern California and here's them on the East coast. And so I had to very much be aware of that time zone difference. Oh yeah, uh, and that's and that's something that you you learn when you're working with distributed teams or global businesses. Uh, very quickly mm -hmm. is that you can't just think that the start of your day is the start of someone else's day because it's not. Not, and you know I have to work with. We have our distributed execution stuff where we have offices in other countries too, and so I mean there's one guy who's in India and sometimes I want to tell him, look, it's 1030 at night there, go home. Uh, we had, uh, I was working with a, a group two jobs ago. I was working with a, an internal group and we were working with an external customer and it was a compliance thing and the customer wanted a weekly meeting. Great. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But the customer being on the East coast and the company and the InfoSec team that was managing the project based on the West Coast, the InfoSec team was like, all right, well, what, how does 9 a.m. Tuesday sound? 
or Wednesdays, because Wednesdays was the day we didn't have a 9 a.m. status meeting for the internal project team. And I actually looked at him and said, um, I said, you realize that what you're proposing is lunchtime, is noon Eastern. And we, you know, perhaps because they loved 9 a.m. meetings. Love oh, yeah. all of my all of the meetings with this team. Uh, you know the recurring meetings were uh, nine a.m. Pacific time, and here I am going. I'm not going to get lunch until two in the afternoon. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, I looked at them and said, "You realize that's lunch for everybody, but the three people in the Seattle office where you guys are. Could we maybe for once do this at a more convenient time for the rest of us?" And they're like. I'm like, I haven't actually had, because of these meetings, I haven't actually had a lunch before 2 p.m. in, you know, three, four months. They're like, how does noon Pacific on Wednesday sound? I said, that's great. Yep. You know, you guys, you can even pay to have your lunch brought into the office. There's three of you. I'm sure you can expense that. That's fine. Uh, but yep. it was, that was, it's a level setting thing that you have to, you, you have to take in mind. And if somebody isn't considering that when they're scheduling your time, it is useful to make that clear to them. Yes, very much so. Hey, by the way, I realize this is convenient for you, but you're making it very inconvenient for the rest of the team. Yeah, and and but to be and it's a good thing when you can have that open mm-hmm. communication, and I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to have that with yeah. uh, the people I've worked with. Let's see what else. Um, when I was learning Perl many, many, many years ago, uh, good <laughs> advice there: be lazy. And oh yeah. Not in, and not in, you know, don't do stuff, but, you know, applied laziness. Like, if there is something that you're going to have to do repeatedly, make a program, do it for you, make a template to do it for you. Just oh, yeah. do do some extra work up front to make sure that you never, never, never have to do the extra work again. Um, Everybody and, wants a lazy sysadmin and they don't know it. Yeah. And then, you know, to go along with that, mm-hmm. you know. Learn your tools. I know a lot of companies, they just sort of assume that you've learned Word and Excel from somewhere or that you've you've learned, you know, whatever program they're using from somewhere else because they don't want to teach you. Yeah. But so when you have time, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't necessarily have to go on a course or, or anything. Just, you know, figure out how to use it. Uh, play with it. Just have fun, explore it, dive in. I mean, everything I've learned about Word, I learned in self-defense. Um, uh, well, you, you did you hear? So, folks, this is this will give you context as to when we're recording. Did you hear this past week's episode, uh, the catch up with Elizabeth, and how she went to an office? So she went to an office where they didn't use mice. What they they've got this big Excel driven thing, and they were using all the Excel keyboard macros. Wow. Um, that she didn't know existed because who uses Excel with without a mouse anymore? But all the keyboard macros they had put in when it was a DOS program or, or mm-hmm. all that, they're still there. Yep. Right? And there's Oh yeah. Yeah. And so learning all those all those hidden secrets, even if it's in self-defense, that can really speed you up later. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, too, I'd also say if you do have a little bit of extra time, 
learn to abuse your tools. Oh yeah. Um, not that, not that, you know, you should never, if, if it's something that you're going to turn over to a client or another person, I mean, everybody I think has the horror story of that one Excel sheet that the guy in scheduling or, or marketing or something made that nobody else understands. And if you breathe at it wrong, it all falls apart. Uh, but, oh yeah. but still, I mean, I had one of my first projects because our company is sort of cheap uh, and I needed a database. I didn't have a database. Oh, no. They weren't going to get me a database. You didn't do what I think you did. I turned Excel into a semi-relational database that I could query and I did that mostly without using any macros. All in Excel. Mm-hmm. I did not turn this over to the client. I just used this for keeping track of the things that I was working on because, I mean, that would have been cruel. But for shame, for shame. Sorry, I can't. I, I, <laughs> no, this is this is something that comes up a lot. The only thing I, I think that that uh, is is acceptable with relation to that is that a lot of people do it and it's really quick and it's really handy. It's just that often it turns into a monster that you there, and then there becomes a huge effort to switch to an actual relational database later. Yeah, no, this yeah. was just something that I needed for my own use. So I, and I was aware that once the project was over, I didn't have to touch it anymore. So yeah, no, yeah. If, if I had, if it was for something real, I definitely would have stepped back and said, no, 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 don't do this. But learn, but yeah, if yeah. you have the time, you know, there's some things that you can learn to do quickly that, you know, maybe just make your life easier in the short run if you have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will admit, uh, sometimes you, in abusing the tool, you find a way to do something really good, uh, especially with, with like Word and Excel. And yes. you make a template out of it so that the next time you need to do that, you can just say, okay, make a copy of this file or create document of this type. And boom, you're, you've, you've gone ahead and automated again, you've automated away a task, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. So that's, that's a lot of advice or feedback. All right. Are you ready for the, for the fun and the not fun questions? Sure. All right. And I've I've been leading with the not fun question now for, for a while. I, I need to go update the web page and make it permanent. Um, how do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? So, I mean, that depends on what it is. Um, mm-hmm. At work, you know, one, keep everyone in the loop. It does nobody any good to just be surprised all of a sudden. Oh, I'm not going to make that deadline. Mm-hmm. Um you know, admit when you've made a mistake. It's hard. I don't like doing it, but it's easier than the alternative I've found. You know, you, you can't just bury something and hope for the best because everybody else is, is trundling along too. And if, if something that you do doesn't uh, quite get there, yeah, they're going to find out soon enough and then they're not going to like you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, hey, you accidentally specified the wrong instrument and now you've realized it and you know nobody caught it it's just something that happened but you finally noticed it you say oh uh, well the sooner you can deal with it the better because maybe you get it in before they order all that 
Oh, yeah. Or maybe they have ordered it, but nobody started making it yet. So now you can say, hey, okay, cancel that order. Let's let's get this updated. Um, Right. And whereas if you just leave it to fester, it gets to be really expensive later. Causes causes Uh, more problems than ignoring it solved. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's not fun to say, hey, look, I screwed up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it ever is, but um, it is much easier and much preferable to the alternative. For a hobby project, Mm -hmm. for something that's not necessarily my main skill set, you know, it's in a way easier because Mm -hmm. it's not my main skill set. So I'm proud of what I did accomplish. It doesn't necessarily stop me from beating myself up that I didn't make the deadline or, well, the costume was only like 95% finished, (laughs) but it was good enough to wear at the con. So, hey, yeah. Uh, But Mm -hmm. but yeah, but there's still something to be proud of there anyway. You know, I learned something new. I did, you know, I did, you know, manage to get this done. Um, You know, sometimes it's something a little bit more serious and yeah well these things happen Mm -hmm. what can i learn from it and move on uh yeah and that's that's a skill in and of itself yeah that takes practice practice Mm -hmm. i would prefer not to have but practice so much practice um all right now for the fun one yay uh how do you celebrate your success if you do so, you know, when I first saw this question, mm-hmm. I, my initial reaction was, well, I don't really. But, but. <laughs> I mean, I sort of, but I, I mean, when I thought about it more, I sort of do. Mm-hmm. It's not huge rewards. It's not like, it's not like, well, I finished this. Yay. I'm going out and having a five course meal with all the, you know, all yeah, the trimmings yeah, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, hey, I've got this, I, I finished this one task, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to sit back and take a break for five or ten minutes. I'm done with it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly things like that, mm-hmm. uh, especially at work more. If it's a big project, if it's a big project and a project that actually has a budget, mm-hmm. the project itself will often uh, have, you know, a lunch or something as a reward for uh you know, a project well done. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, since I've been on a lot of small projects lately, that have <laughs> no budget whatsoever, not so much. Yeah. But, you know, I, mean, part of, I, I also have a problem, though, where, you know, from a very early age, I was trained to be sort of suspicious of, of a reward for doing my job. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I would do something and, and it wouldn't really, I would do, I would do my work and mm-hmm. I would, you know, get on the honor roll or whatever. And it's like, but that wasn't really a problem for me. Meanwhile, I'm looking at my sister who is trying and trying and trying and really putting in the effort. And, yeah. you know, she's getting C's and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm getting rewarded for doing what I would have done anyway. It's yeah. like, well, where's the fairness in that? So I've been suspicious of rewards for a long time, <laughs> which then, you know, doesn't really help because there's some things where it's like, okay, so it is my job, but I still did it. Yeah. And, and it was a big it was thing easy or yeah. it was hard, whether it was a challenge or not. And some of them are challenges, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I did it. So yeah. I should find better ways to reward myself, but I'm not really very reward motivated. Right. I mean, even like in Habitica, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I could get all these mounts. I could get all these cool things. Well, I don't really have to. I mean, it's, it's more just being, 
it's more just saying, hey, look, okay, I did these things and, you know, it, it's making sure that I'm held accountable for doing it. And I, I know other people, you know, the mounts mm-hmm. and stuff are a big thing. It's like, I got to collect them all and, and, and all that. And that's great. Guilty as charged. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different people work. Mm-hmm different people work different ways. Different people need different mm-hmm. types of rewards or something. So I still just need to find something that works for me, but also, you know, for awards, like, well, if, if there's something that I want, well, I can just go out and buy it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, why, why am I trying to save this up and bribe myself? It mm-hmm. just doesn't seem to work. I was at a horror convention last weekend and really wanted uh, Clive Barker was there uh, and I really wanted something signed from Clive Barker. And yes, it was expensive because, Oh my God, these things are always expensive. Oh yeah. But I have an incredibly nice hardbound copy of the complete books of blood signed by Clive Barker. Now, by the way, if you don't know, it was six volumes released initially. It is beautiful. It is. That is like the reward I think for, for just uh, maybe just September. Mm. Right. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I can afford this. I can have this. It's not like I need to hold off or save up. Plus, it was a special occasion. How often am I going to have a chance to have Clive Barker sign something right in front of me? Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I should find better ways of rewarding myself for for actual job rather than just saying that, well, the reward for a job well done is another job. Right. Um, for personal projects, it's actually a little bit easier uh, because in part the reward is, you know, having whatever you're working on work, right? Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, I made it do this cool thing. Um, or admiration for a, uh, you know, a costume that I pulled off. It's like, you know, people saying, Hey, can I get your photo? It's like, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I did this. This is awesome. This is something that people like. I mean, oh, so yeah. for a hobby project, you know, almost paradoxically, it's it's easier to to feel rewarded or, or, or get a reward or something than it is for my actual job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You want to know something sad? For mm-hmm. all our talk of you need to, to celebrate your successes, uh, we didn't do anything big for the ending of The Hidden Almanac. Well, we oh, still have yet. time. We still have time yet. Yeah, so we're 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 still kind of. Uh, but I understand how hard it is to celebrate those successes, you know. Um, and you're not the only person who's having that same. Well, the reward for a job well done is more work. Yeah, yeah and two, um, sometimes it's hard for a work project because, and, and I think this ties back to to. Uh, some of the things that the, mm-hmm. that Ursula said about books mm-hmm. is that, you know, I'm on a project for a certain length of time and then my time on the project is, is done. And while my discipline is typically one of the last on the project, you know, then it goes into construction or so on. And I'm not really involved in the construction except in, taking questions from the field workers and answering them. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm done with this part of the job, but I don't necessarily see it finished or I will see it finished, but it gets finished, you know, a year or two later. And, um, and so does it really ever 
end or is it just my portion with it is done and 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 do i celebrate that i've done my portion mostly successfully or you know whatever yeah so sometimes that gets that gets challenging and to sometimes my feeling on some projects is that you know projects never quite finish they just get killed off because i've seen some I've seen some, you know, they're in the construction phase and then, you know, the client comes back and says, well, as long as you're here, can you do this too? Uh, scope as long as you're here, yeah. can you do this too? And, you know, yeah, they're going to pay for it because if they're not going to pay for it, we say no. But, but yeah. we had, when I worked at IBM many, 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 many years ago uh, in the mid-90s, that should tell you something right there. Uh, there was a server project we worked on and we put all this effort into, and it was just about to be released to manufacturing. And because of how it was designed, it got canceled. Right now I kind of might've celebrated a little that it got canceled because it was a really difficult piece of, I I was functional verification test, right? It was my job to make sure it doesn't break in certain situations. So it was like, I never have to touch that thing again. But on the flip side, after all the work, after all the investment, um, it also stung a little to go, you know, we had made this as quality as we possibly could, and now it goes away. Yeah. 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 I did have one project, which was a challenging project that went on for too long, Mm -hmm. and... uh, Challenging in a number of for a number of reasons that were not typical for for where I usually work, mm-hmm. and I had been on it for like four and a half years, which is forever for a project like that. And I finally called my department manager and I said, and I'd been on it since not quite the beginning, but for mm-hmm. a little while. And I finally said, "Hi, I can't deal with this anymore. Get me out of here." Yeah, and fortunately, she agreed. Uh, and then I said, and I want to take a month off. And she said, yeah, I kind of expected that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was actually a really nice reward. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, 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 although that wasn't necessarily a success, although I am proud of, of some of the things that I did on that project, but so, but that was an atypical reward, I think. Yeah. I, um, uh, there was a project I was on that I was like, I, I need to get off this project and they were and and instead of saying yes here's what we're doing it was uh, well we'll have budget to do this or that next quarter next quarter next quarter and it was always sort of like uh uh without without saying outright you're too valuable on that project even though you're crispy fried and burnt yeah. out we we can't move you because we you know we feel that your your yeah uh that's the that was the i am now leaving this job and they're mm-hmm. like is there anything we can do to make you stay and i said you had all your chances um and of course the other thing was when i was talking uh the um we had just hired a new vp of engineering for the entire group and i i managed to get a an appointment with him and i'm like here's why i'm leaving here's the state of the project here's what you need to know uh, and uh, here's why there's nothing you can do to get me to stay. And he was like, this is all very valuable feedback. Thank you for giving that to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and and one of the things that is valuable mm-hmm. is an office and an environment that will listen to you. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have that 
I feel very fortunate that I have that at my local office, corporate wide. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure, but at least at least on the local office level, um, I feel like I have that, which is very helpful. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So where can we find out more about your costumes or just stuff? Where, where can we find you online? If you want to share that. I'm mostly actually kind of antisocial online. That's fair. Um, I, uh, so I don't really have anything like that. I, I've been trying. One of my many side projects has actually been to put some of that online, but it's mm-hmm. one of those that I haven't got around to yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> one I, of those I, that I was talking about earlier. So I understand completely. Nothing yeah. yet. <laughs> Nothing yet, and I still don't know what I want to do for Halloween this year, so um, that's a little bit of a challenge. Oh, well, in that case, uh, we will, we'll, if something comes up, we'll we'll come back later and say, hey, here's this really cool thing that yep. Keith did, and, and that's it. So uh, is there any, actually, are there any causes or anything you want, you would, you would want us to, to promote? Oh, God, that's... I know. I know. There's so much stuff going on right now. I oh know. dear God, it's 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 hard to pick any one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so just wherever you feel your 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 time and effort is going to be the most useful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so, so yeah, one of the things. But yeah, organization. Mm-hmm. Definitely a journey that I'm on. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it because I mean, even after all that, I still don't know. You want to know the funny thing? Yeah. So oh my. I, I, I'm taking things from I even take things from these interviews and then go try them myself to see if they're doing better than what I'm doing now. Yeah. So. And that's one of the things that I, I, I have this sort of initial hump to try to get over. There's a couple of things that I feel like maybe I should try, but I'm sort of comfortable where I am right now, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I if I want to or not. I mean I sometimes I wonder, especially because like I said before, on a lot of these projects, I'm it. Yeah. You know, when I have, when I have junior engineers under me, you know, sometimes they, I can have them do some of this stuff so that I don't have to. Uh, but there's some things where I need to do it or when mm-hmm. I'm it, I'm it. I have to do it all that I'm not really interested in doing, but I know it has to be done. Fair. And I mean, I don't think I'm. I don't think there's ever going to be a job where you know I get to do all the fun bits and all the other bits somebody else does. I mean, I don't think that job exists, and you know, I accept that. That's fine. So I'm wondering sometimes if for some of these things where my attention starts to wander, you know, mm-hmm. maybe trying, maybe trying Pomodoro or something might be helpful. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, well, this is totally new. What if I'm doing it wrong? You know, all that sort of thing, or. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I do. I do think I, I do want to try some of that stuff eventually, and I do. I think want to. When I remember and I'm not distracted, <laughs> go back to my doctor and say, "Hi, so ADHD test." Because um, there's one of the things I've noticed, and some things that you know Ursula has talked about, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. other people have talked about, and I'm not. And, and and I'm seeing some of these things that they're talking about and saying, oh, um, I do that. Oh, yeah. I do that. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm, hmm. Maybe this is something that I should look into. But then I forget. 
Um, uh, that was, that's actually, yeah. One of the funny things that we were talking, uh, in the interview with Elizabeth B. She's like, yeah, they, um, they, if with that test, they uh, don't recommend doing this, but if you're like, if you've got the appointment, you're like, sorry, I got distracted and didn't get the form complete. I think that actually is a sign as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, on the one hand, so I should probably do some further research mm-hmm. and getting tested would probably be beneficial. Oh, on yeah. the other hand, what I'm doing mostly works now. So I'm sort of afraid to change a system that I'm mostly comfortable with. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not sure what the, the, the cost-benefit analysis there is going to be. It, it may be a uh, – one of the things I do is I will use a system until it is no longer useful to me. Yes. If if the system is more of a hindrance than a help, it's time to look at what I'm doing and figure out how I can do it better or differently. Yeah. Um, which you know often means I'm good for six months and then I'm reevaluating. But and that's also a good sort yeah. of length of time to get a, a good baseline going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Right, yeah. And uh, and for the people listening at home, we'll be right back after this. the great things about talking to Keith it was his use of Emacs org mode one of my favorite task tracking things digitally and it was exciting to talk to somebody else who actually uses it and and knows what I'm going on about with it and not just like I've always kind of wanted to but I'm afraid of Emacs nope he's like yeah no I just use it and it's great it was great um I have a question yes ma'am is the Mac in Emacs the same as Mac, like the computer? No. Okay. No. Uh, I've always wondered that. You don't have to explain anything no. else. No, 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 no. Okay. I just was curious. Yes. So. <laughs> is it for macro? Uh, I don't think so. I don't <gasps> think so. Um, I It's been, I, I don't think I ever remember that. It, it was basically a clone of an editor on a different... Uh, computer system that costs a lot of money. All right. And so it was, it was one of the very first open source uh, tools out there. It, it kind of is, is right there at the, the heart of the, we need a really useful thing that's open source or a really useful thing and we can't afford to pay for it. So we'll just write it ourselves. I approve of tools. You, yeah. Tools. Oh. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so uh this week's badge code is in fact org mode o-r-g-m-o-d-e because i love it so and because i talked to keith a lot about it and all the different things he's doing with it so uh there's that cool. uh, yeah uh so to find out more about badge codes you can go online to the website 
You can. Uh, and you should totally do that. There's a badge how-to. You can also, right next to the badge menu item, is a support menu item where it talks about uh, Kofi and Patreon and how you can help support us in a financial method. If you don't have the resources to do that or don't want to support us financially, that's cool. Go support the charity of your choice or share it, like it, send it to friends. I've had a couple tweets this week where somebody's like, oh my God, this is, you know, um, you should listen to this. Or I'm Dana, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, was talking about how soothing it was to be catching up on some of the back episodes while she was doing housework. Um, awesome. You know, it's, it's been good. And of course there is a, uh, uh, a fan who is slowly catching up and offering Hi, Lunos. Yeah, the occasional commentary and question uh, on Twitter. <laughs> so, including the plaintive mm. question, "Why, why have you not said the magic words that will fix my problems?" I'm like, I am actually really sympathetic to that because I've been looking for those magic words for years. Yeah, and every time you start anything, you know, any how-to book, any whatever, it's like, okay, is there the magic phrase? This is what you, Ursula Vernon. North Carolina should do to fix this. And so far, nothing. But, and every uh, time someone says that in a book, though, you know what? What? It's 99% of the time, it's absolute crap and doesn't work for the majority of people. Yeah, I know. It, it, yeah. It's anyway, you know, if they say mm -hmm. they've got the answer, they definitely don't. So all I can do is provide sympathy that I have, that yeah. there is no answer. If they say they have one true answer that will solve all of your problems, they're trying to sell you something. Yes, probably That's the answer. A phrase we haven't talked about in a while so there it is yes um it's a cult yeah it's a cult no no eh. no nice try though nice i try. tried yeah Oola! anyway um share it share the podcast with friends um poke us on twitter and say you hated it you loved it be Please. nice to yourself it's the yeah. holidays mm -hmm. holidays are hard even when you love your family it's a lot of peopling oh, yeah. and juggling various people's emotional states and trying to get along. And so, you know, it's okay if this is hard and stressful for you. Really, it is. It's oh, okay yeah. if you need to stay home and play video games and eat Chinese food. Uh, we will still love you. And uh, absolutely. Yes. So take care of yourself. Yeah. And uh, be sure to check out the, uh, the the really great and supportive folks in the Productivity Alchemy Habitica Guild. Yes, they've been they've been really cool. So that's it for this week, folks. Uh, we will talk to you in about a week. And go out there and stay productive. Ooh la! God damn it.